I'm Aria Schwartz, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. The Olympics are done. The WNBA season is about to start back up. But before your regular scheduled programming, it's time to make WNBA history with the first ever Commissioner's Cup. If you like our show, please consider joining our Patreon community, patreon.com backslash Winsider. For less than a cup of coffee a month, you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the W. And don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content on winsider.com. That's winsider.com. And remember, downloading the episode makes our stats look better, allows us to continue doing this important work. Joined today by staff writer with us, staff writer in multiple other areas covering the WNBA, Mitchell Hansen. Mitchell, how you doing? Great to have you on the show again. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? Not too bad. Moved this weekend. Obviously, I dictate all aspects of my life around the WNBA schedule. Um, so, you know, moved during the Olympic break. And of course, my wife's family does not operate on the WNBA schedule. So when the games start back up, I will be uh, in a beach town in North Carolina, watching the WMA game, WNBA games on the beach with uh, my wife's family. So that'll be Very fun. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> What's the new space? Do you have like a couple TVs set up somewhere? Do you get kind of like a, a man cave of some sort that a lot of people have? Do you have a cool setup at all, I guess? I got the W cave. Um, okay. And as people will see as we do, uh, we, we will be recording a few more Winsire Film Rooms um, and a few other uh, video content that you will see. I have a pretty sweet WNBA merch wall behind me. Okay. Um, I'm pretty proud of it. I got some Charlotte Sting stuff. I got some some old school Mystics, some new school Mystics, some some Comets. Some you know a, a little bit of everything. I try and collect. My my dream is always to have like if I'm ever doing anything, you know, if I'm getting featured on anything, streamed on anything, whatever it is. There's a video of me. I want the background to just be like ridiculous amounts of WNBA merch because um, that's how it should be. We should be celebrating these people. Absolutely. Uh, but not all of us have three monitors like you. But let's <laughs> let's get into the crux of this, the Commissioner's Cup, which is, you know, there's so many elements that we could tackle. And I specifically wanted to have you on because uh, you've been doing a great job kind of leading the charge uh, with our written staff at Winsider covering the Commissioner's Cup. So I thought it'd be a great chance for us to kind of discuss it, but, you know, underrated before we even get into the aspect of the cup, an element of the cup is you're playing an extra game. And before we look at, you know, these teams, which we will do, I'm curious for you, you know, there's obviously many different opinions on this, but looking at this and going, okay, the Seattle Storm, you know, obviously had a, a nice amount of players in on Team USA and some other teams also, but... You know, the Storm had players playing in the Olympics. The Sun had some people. Uh, did they actually have anybody in the Olympics? I'm blanking right now. I don't um, think they I'm did, which, as well. you know, might be so. a benefit. But, you know, at the end of the day, they get an extra game and they get that one more, you know, live practice, if you want to call it that. Because we don't know how serious, like, we don't know if this is going to be taken like a all-star game where players 
you know, aren't playing defense. We don't know if it's going to be taken as serious as a playoff game. But what we do know is these teams are getting an extra game to prepare for the last push of the regular season. How do you think that impacts the outlook for both of these teams? You know, I, I think, you know, kind of looking at, at how this game will, will take place, I think that's that's where the, the obviously the prize money comes into you know, a big factor plays a big uh, a factor in all of this because you are going to get, if you win the game, you're going to get 20 grand more than, you know, if you did lose the game, if you get MVP, you get an, you know, an additional um, $5,000. So there, there is a still a decent amount at stake, which I think will mean that it will be more of a competitive game than an all-star game. Um, with that said, it'd be interesting to see a, how the game takes place and in, in like when I say that, I, I mean, you know, as far as what the league is going to do surrounding the game, is it going to be kind of like a single elimination playoff game? Is it going to be, you know, kind of like a, a WNBA finals field just in a single game format? Um, is it going to be more of a kind of a celebrated event or celebrated, you know, kind of it's not a weekend or well, it, it's not an entire weekend or an entire day like like say the all-star game is but um, you know is it going to be something similar to that so that it'll be interesting to see see how that that all plays out and what it not only is this year but what it will turn into throughout the years um, and then you look at you know the the game itself and um, you know the for for each of these teams or for both of these teams, It'll be good that I mean they've already played twice this year, but it'll be good to get another you know another sample or another you know game under their belt against each other because they're they you know very well could see each other late in the postseason. So um, you know it, it there's a, a lot that kind of goes into it, but it'll it'll be unique in in the way that that it is you know it, it is something that we haven't seen before and it's it's a first ever you know, anything, it's first ever Commissioner's Cup, but it's first ever, you know, whenever there's something that's happening for the first time, it's going to be intriguing to see how it plays out. So that'll, that'll definitely be, uh, definitely be the case to kind of, to kind of kick off the, the second half of the year. Yeah. And it, the, I mean, you mentioned it, the whole aspect of how will the league present this? What is it going to be like is an underrated aspect. Personally, I am not a fan of the Commissioner's Cup being in the middle of the week or the All-Star game being in the middle of the week. I think both of them should be, you know, on a Sunday or a Saturday, like a weekend thing, so you can make more of an event of it. Uh, one of the highlights for media members, fans, and players is at those events, seeing the wide variety of WNBA fans, seeing people from other teams, media members. You know, obviously with COVID, it's completely different, and I know that the league is taking every precaution um, you know, for, regarding us media members and whether or not we're allowed to go to the games. And if we go to the games, can we interview in person and this, this and that? Um, so it's going to be interesting. I mean, that's just my preference when it comes to that. But you spoke on this too. Like they've played twice already. The, the Storm won both of them. So I kind of view this as one of those games where going into the game, one of the teams is going to probably inherently take it more seriously. And I think maybe that's the Connecticut Sun, right? Like, I just have this feeling because the Sun are the type of people who really like to create that MO, you know, get that that pinboard material, get that motivation. You know, obviously there's the, the disrespect thing uh, that they have been touting for years. 
Um, but losing the first two games, I've seen a lot of, you know, quotes coming from the Sun side of things where it's like, well, we weren't full full force then. We're a different team. We want to show. And I also happen to know that the Connecticut Sun felt pretty confidently last year in the bubble, losing game five of uh, against the Aces to go to the, the WNBA finals, that they were the team that could have given the Storm the biggest run for their money in that final series. Like there, that is a confident feeling in the Connecticut Suns camp that I've heard from multiple people. And so in my mind, I think if you're the Connecticut Sun, you're looking at this, like this is an opportunity to really establish and show, Hey, like we are that a top team and we can go toe to toe with the Seattle storm, the number one team. Um, So I'm really excited for this. Let's talk a little bit about like how these teams match up. And kind of, you know, we don't need to get into predictions, but maybe we'll put a dollar on the line at the end of the show and uh, decide who we're going with. Yeah, absolutely. So are we, uh, what is it, Spencer Dinwiddie's $1 if he, what's it, $1 bonus with his new contract he signed with the Washington Wizards? Is that at stake? Are we, we going to throw that out there? The, I didn't know that was a market? thing because I sadly know nothing about <laughs> any. NBA team other than KG is no longer with the Timberwolves. Um, <laughs> that is true, unfortunately. That, that's the extent of my knowledge. Um, yeah, we're we're throwing we're throwing a dollar on this. All right, uh, all right but all right. but you know, like, look, let's let's be honest about it. An interesting aspect, like when I look at the Seattle Storm, I would say their greatest strength is having been there and knowing that they have the tools, like. We can talk about this about many teams, great teams. And because we're both from Minnesota, there's going to be a little bit more links talking, uh, talking about this champion, this commissioner's cup matchup than would make sense because the links aren't playing in it. But I always use the links and the sparks as examples of teams that, that had all this star power, but knew today is Candace Parker's game. Today's Chelsea Gray's game. Today is, Maya Moore's game, Simone Augustus, Sylvia, whoever it was, it was that selflessless mindset of, you know, we know we're great. We know who our superstars are, but we also know, you know, every, any given Sunday, as they say, it might be Jewel Lloyd's day. It might be Brianna Stewart's day. They have that ability. Their weakness on the flip side is when they lost Natasha Howard, they don't have that big physical presence in the post. They have Mercedes Russell, who is a giant among giants. They have Ezzy. They have opportunities and, and possibilities with players. They don't have that like mean, lean, muscular machine who's going to defend the paint for them. And the only reason that I think they've been able to get away with it and teams haven't so far taken so much advantage of it, and obviously it's an oversimplification, but you know, as the league moves more towards a flex five, uh, stretch five, whatever you want to call it, style of play, not many teams still have that Sylvia Fowles, um, that Bree Jones, that Liz Cambage, those players, that Brittany Griner, that those players who are that that major muscle down low. And so, I think in my mind, the Connecticut Sun truly are a team when you look at who they have that can. You know, as long as their offense is going, they have the tools defensively to stifle this team, and they also have the tools offensively. If the if the buckets are dropping, they have the tools to keep up with this team um, and really, you know, attack their weaknesses. So I I'm not saying I'm going with the Sun for sure. We'll decide that at the end. 
but kind of talk to me just like when you look at these two teams on paper, what are your thoughts? What jumps out to you about this game? You know, I, I do agree with you that, you know, they, the, when I say they, I'm, I'm referring to the sun, they, their strengths, you know, kind of counterbalance, like you mentioned, um, Seattle's weaknesses. And, and it'll be interesting to see how Connecticut is able to kind of take advantage of that. Um, you know, obviously Seattle is a good team and, and they are going to make a deep run in the playoffs again, once again, once again this year. Um, but they, you know, like you mentioned, they don't have Natasha Howard and, you know, looking back at that team, it's crazy how much talent they had spread across that roster with Howard, um, on the team. Um, but without her, like you said, they do, they do have, they do have some weaknesses and they do have some holes, especially defensively, which, um, you know, Connecticut's going to have to take advantage of, and they're going to have to try and exploit throughout the, the entirety of this game. And, um, you know, the other aspect of, of this is you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, you know, the Storm do have a decent amount of players that were taking part in the Olympics. They were, you know, they just did get back from, from playing overseas in Tokyo. And, you know, Connecticut might be a little bit more well-rested than, than what Seattle is and, and how, um, you know, how will the Sun be able to, to take advantage of that and kind of hit the hit the ground running, um, you know, right away at the beginning of this game that I think will be a big key. Um, but, you know, it, it'll be interesting to to see how, how the game plays out. It's it's always tough to go against Seattle. I know Connecticut, this isn't knocking Connecticut by any means, and, and they are a very good team as well. Um, but, it you know, it's it's just tough to go against, you know, the likes of Brianna Stewart, Suber, Jewel Lloyd, um, you know, and, and the, the type of talent that they have. So it, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the game. I, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, like we talked about the, the caliber of play or the quality of play, or I'm not saying that the, you know, the players wouldn't put together a quality product, but, you know, how serious they take this game um, and, and how important it is to them to, to kind of make it a more of a serious game rather than a kind of a laid back um, you know, just extra game to the year. So it, but, but that's, that's the aspect where I feel like, let's say the sun, I mean, either team, right. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if one team comes in and is like, no, we're taking it, it it's the prisoner dilemma, right? right? Like you go into it, you don't know what the other team's going to do, but your choice is either, okay, we like lackadaisically go into this and maybe they're going to be, the other team is going to be the one that takes it seriously. And you kind of get screwed over by that. Or you go into it, you know, full throttle, and then the other team has to react. Now, obviously, you can use that that simile, metaphor, whatever, towards any basketball game, right? Mm-hmm. But with this, I think it adds a new element. And I just feel like one team is going to come out and kind of punch the other team in the mouth and say, hey, no, 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 no. we want to win this. And just swagger momentum stylistic way I feel like it has to be the sun like I just don't think like the storm are that type of team that like okay we hit the court and we're just like they're almost like the Harlem Globetrotters doing like they're like crazy layup line not even a layup line but you know what I'm talking about when they're like running those circles or whatever like it's just smoothness like that and it's like mechanical um, but there isn't that like, no, we're coming out to beat you aspect. I haven't felt that maybe mm-hmm. um, from Seattle yet. Well, and the other thing too, you know, what the, I, I do agree with you that I, you know, if, if, if I had to choose one team to do that, it would be Connecticut. And the other, you know, side of things or to, to kind of feed into that, 
you know, the Sun did lose to Seattle twice this year. And they, you know, they, in both games, they, they lost, you know, by, well, the first one was, was a close game. Three points, but, yeah. but, you know, the, the second one was, was kind of a blowout. So there might be, there might be a little bit of a pride factor and, and they want to, you know, kind of get back at Seattle. Um, but, you know, it, I think that, that kind of plays a big, a big factor into it as well, as far as them trying to come out and hit the ground running and kind of make a statement, um, or kind of make a point in, in trying to get a statement win. You know, it's thinking this over at, <laughs> while we're talking about this, I'm like, yeah, man, it kind of sucks that like, you know, a team like the Sparks or the Mystics aren't able to play in the Commissioner's Cup and, you know, get those extra reps because, you know, both teams have players coming off injuries, didn't have the greatest of first halves, looking to make a push in the second half of the season, which, by the way, it's more like, second or like the last third of the season uh because i think it's like on average like what 12 games left something like that Mm -hmm. um but obviously that only happens if you win so so like an aspect of the commissioner's cup yeah you get the opportunity to make more money right um you get the opportunity to play again which obviously playing a game as a paid professional athlete equals more money, but also it's the advantage of getting that extra game, those extra reps that I honestly don't think is going to get enough attention. And like, are we going to see maybe, uh, is this a preview of the WNBA finals? It very well could be. Um, I mean, especially, you know, in, it will be interesting for me just in a more, you know, step back, large scale view of this, the impact of this game on the history of the league. When we go, you know, and when we're at the 35th anniversary of the league, and we look back at the 10 years of the Commissioner's Cup, hopefully the Commissioner's Cup continues out, because uh, I think it's a cool, fun idea. But how has the Commissioner's Cup impacted that rest of the season, impacted the trajectory of those teams that play in it, is going to be a huge aspect of it. I mean, like, let's say we're talking about a situation where in those 10 years, you know, eight of the 10 years, you know, that was the finals or whoever won the commissioner's cup ended up winning the season, you know, whatever it is. I think that's going to be an interesting aspect that honestly, I haven't seen anybody talk about. Um, What do you think about that? You know, I I definitely agree with you. And, And the other thing too, that you, you often, you oftentimes hear, you hear coaches talk about or players talk about or more often than not it's coaches and maybe veteran players is getting another game against the team you know whether it's on tape just to be able to look back at film you know get a better idea of the personnel on on you know the other side of the the um, the, the other side of the court and with the other team um you know that that that's a big you know important thing, and especially when it comes to two playoff teams that, like you said, they could you know they could face off in the in the WNBA finals. That's that's very important, and I think that specifically for Seattle, I can I can already see you know players like like Stewart and Bird, um, you know, just chomping at the bit to get more tape and get more um, you know get more things to to study and more um, you know more more tape to study. On, on Connecticut if they do end up facing them in the postseason. So that's the other aspect of, of this that I don't think a lot of people are really paying attention to or, or really thinking about um, because I, I do think that that's really important, not only for coaches, but for players to get that extra, 
get that extra footage, especially in the second half of the year. I know it's at the beginning of the quote unquote second half of the year, um, but it, you know, it is coming down to the home stretch. And, and this is a team that they're, you know, each side, this, uh, these are the teams that, that that'll probably, um, you know, enter going into the postseason as far as how they're playing and, and the style of play that they play with. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting. Before we get to our predictions to uh, close off this episode, I want to remind everyone, do you want to sponsor an episode of the Winsider Show? Email us at info at winsider.com because Winsider is your one-stop shop for all your WNBA news and conversation. We can't do without your help. Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com backslash Winsider. For just a few dollars a month, you can help grow the game. All right, Mitchell, it's time. <laughs> I'll, you know what, as being the guest on the show, I will let you decide you can pick first or second. So you can, you can decide who you want to pick. Cause right. If, if we're putting a dollar on it, we can't pick the same team. Right. Are we just picking straight up like winner loser or straight we... up? If you want to put 25 cents on a, like a point, like a, okay. a points, like a score mark, yeah. like they're going to win by, you know, 10, um, they're going to win by five. I'll, I'll let you do that too. Okay. Okay. Um, well, you know, we were, we, we have been kind of talking up, up Connecticut, the, for majority of this podcast, but I, I gotta go with Seattle. I, I think the storm are just, they're just too, too good. And they, they they're just too well-rounded, even, you know, with the weaknesses that, that we had talked about, especially in the post defensively, but I gotta go with Seattle. Um, if we do a, Total point, kind of over under. Let's go with, man. You know these these two teams like to like to run up the score. Let's go. Do you like want me to like? Okay, T- how, tell how me how much they win by, and oh, give okay. me like, okay. uh, yeah. And and if 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 you're within, you know, uh, four points plus or minus. It's a you get it. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Um, Seattle 85, Connecticut 78. All right. I'm writing it down. I got Seattle write it. 85, Connecticut 78. Ooh. A seven point win for Seattle. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, cause I feel like, no offense to you, Seattle's the cop out pick. Um, so I'm glad I'm, yeah, well, I mean, there's a reason, right? All right. So you got that. I'm going Connecticut by, you know what? I'll go Connecticut by eight, uh, 90. No, you know what? It's Connecticut. If they win, it's not going to be high scoring. It's going to be drugged out. So I'm going to go, uh, 84. 84 to 78. That's what I'm going to do. 84, okay. 78. Right. No, I'd not go eight points. 84, 78. All right. So we basically have the same same score, but um, flipped around. Yes. All right. Okay. Hey, tune in. Tune in uh, next time to see uh, which one of us is balling out at the dollar store. Dollar 25 at stake. Dollar 25 at stake. Mitchell, I... thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and real quick before we sign off, remind everyone where they can see the different locations they can see your writings, but also where they can see your Twitter ramblings. 
Yes, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is M underscore Hansen13. That's H-A-N-S-E-N. Um, that's how you spell uh, my last name. Um, and then, um, you know, I'm, I'm on Windsider here every, every other week. Um, I'm also, I, I do some links uh, coverage for zone coverage at zonecoverage.com. Um, and then I also do something new this year with uh, some WNBA sports betting, some kind of covering the league from a sports betting angle um, for sportsbettingdime.com. So feel free to check it out. And like you mentioned, all my uh, my Twitter ramblings and kind of nonsense that I spew on there, with with, with mixed in you know reporting and, and some some WNBA stuff, but I like to keep it lighthearted as well. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining, and uh, I know we'll have you back later on. Yeah, look forward to it. Thank you.